I've not copywritten this chart. I'm not going to. I'm going to take pictures of it. There's a big, big to-do going around about plagiarism in the pulpit. We're all just plagiarizing God if you're doing it right. But uh, Mark chapter 15, verse 42. Uh, I want to read here down through the end of the chapter. Again, our, our subject is Sabbath confusion. And we know that God is not the author of confusion. We know that. Satan is the author of confusion. He, he wants to confuse people. Because if he can keep people confused, then they won't know the truth. See, the Lord is he's the truth, isn't He? So Mark chapter 15, if you would, verse 42, it says, And now when the even was come, so the evening, this is, He's been crucified. The previous verses are the crucifixion. Now when the even was come. So uh, according to tradition, that would put us right here at the 6 p.m. According to what we believe, we're over here. I think it's behind this chart. <clears throat> we're over there at the 6 o'clock on Wednesday night. Let me fold this one back over So when the even, the even was come, right here. Man puts us here, the Bible puts us here. And we're going to show why. So when the even was come, so about 6 o'clock in the evening. It says, verse 42, Now when the even was come, because it was the preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath. And so right away people go, oh, that means it's, it's Friday. Now, there, again, there's more than one Sabbath. So let's keep reading. Verse 43, Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor which also waited for the kingdom of God, came and went in boldly unto Pilate and craved the body of Jesus. Interesting word the Holy Spirit uses there, craved the body of Jesus. Verse 44, And Pilate marveled if he were already dead and calling unto him, the centurion, he asked him whether he had been any while dead. And when he knew it of the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. And he bought fine linen and took him down and wrapped him in the linen and laid him in a sepulchre, which was hewn out of a rock and rolled a stone unto the door of the sepulchre. And Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph beheld where he was laid. So we have the entombment of Christ. And what we read in verse 42 is it was the day before the Sabbath. It was a, a preparation time period. They were getting ready for the Sabbath. Now, I want you to turn just a minute over to Acts chapter 17. And I want to show you it it's real easy to accept traditions of men and not search the Scriptures. Uh, the boys came over, helped me tape this up this morning, and they said, when did you work on this? I said, did you work on this yesterday? I said, well, it was last night, after y'all had started and headed to bed. I said, but it, it wasn't done last night. 
This would have been hours of looking at Scripture, comparing Scripture with Scripture, putting things, go, okay, well, that goes here. Okay, that, that doesn't go there. It goes over here. And if you look online, I, I couldn't find one, not one, that had this this way. They're all the top of the chart. None of them are the bottom. They all go by tradition. And you can't get, like I said, you can't get 36 hours or, or 72 hours in a 36-hour time period. But here in Acts chapter 17 and verse 11, the Bible puts it like this. It says, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and search the Scriptures daily, whether those things were so. So the first thing is, we've been told that Jesus said, I'm going to give you the sign of the prophet Jonah, three days and three nights, as Jonah was in the, the, belly, or the, 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 the belly of the fish or the whale, the Son of Man is going to be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And then man comes along and says, well, he's crucified on Friday. And he rose on Sunday. Well, I can't get that time. So if you look here, verse the first thing is that in verse 11, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. So what are we receiving? The word says that it was a 72-hour period. And then we're going to search the scriptures and we're going to find out when it took place. And that's one of the things that people haven't done. They haven't searched the Scriptures. You must search the Scriptures. Whether or not these things are so. And so as we look at this, and especially with the, the resurrection, because if Christ didn't fulfill the sign of the prophet Jonah, He's a liar. He's not the Christ. He's not the Son of God. He's not the Savior. He's not the Messiah. And, and we shouldn't believe Him and we're just wasting our time here. And that's the, that's the 36-hour gospel, as one writer put it, that many are preaching that Christ Jesus did not fulfill the sign of the prophet Jonah. Now we spent last week and we noticed how that all of this, the top of this chart, is actually based on Heathen, heathendom, it's based on paganism, and it all originates around the worship of Ishtar or Easter. That's where it all revolves around. So I want to note here this Sabbath confusion. I want you to turn, if you would, to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 23. We're going to read here, and then we're going to turn over to the Gospel of John, and we're going to read there. But again, Luke chapter 23 and verse 50. And you know, a lot of people, they'll go by and say, well, surely all these people can't be wrong. Well, they are. Amen. They are wrong, and it's a colossal error. In Luke 23, notice if you would, verse 50. It said, And behold, there was a man named Joseph, a counselor, and he was a good man and a just. The same had not consented to the counsel and deed of them. He was of Arimathea, a city of the Jews, 
who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. This man went unto Pilate and begged the body of Jesus, and he took it down and wrapped it in linen and laid it in a sepulchre that was hewn in stone, wherein never man before was laid. And that day was the preparation, and the Sabbath drew on. And the women also, which came with him from Galilee, followed after, and beheld the sepulchre, and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments, and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. Now I want you to observe here in this text of Luke, we have two Sabbath days mentioned. One in verse 54, and one in verse 56. So if you need to underline that, and score it, highlight it, whatever you do, and the first one, verse 54, the Sabbath day, the Sabbath that drew on, that is the Sabbath that pertains to the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And the second Sabbath, verse 56, that's the one that pertains unto the weekly Sabbath. That's the one in orange on the chart. And so everybody presumes that this is just one Sabbath that's being talked about. But it's not. There's two different Sabbaths. And in fact, if you look, verse 56, it says, according to the commandment, this is in reference unto the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, where God spoke about this. Look over in John chapter 19. The Gospel of John chapter 19. And I want to read here a few verses. Verse 31. John 19 and verse 31. And again, God just spells it out for us. It's all recorded here in Scriptures. John 19 verse 31. You back up to verse 30. The Bible tells us that Jesus gave up the ghost. And then in verse 31, The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day, notice, was in high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Look in verse 42. For time's sake, verse 42. There laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulchre was nigh at hand. And so we have here that this this Sabbath, the one that's going to occur after the crucifixion of Christ, that is called a high day. And what that is referring to is not the weekly Sabbath, but it's another Sabbath that goes with the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now, I want to turn over here and I want to read uh, in Leviticus chapter 23. And this is my really my first point. There's more than one Sabbath. There's more than one Sabbath. And I, I, I would venture to say that if you ever talk to someone about Ishtar or Easter and you tell them and they talk about, well, it was before it was the before the Sabbath, you say, you know, there's more than one Sabbath, they probably won't know what you're talking about. They probably won't have a clue. 
Because most people just understand that they have a weekly Sabbath. Well, the Jews had more than one Sabbath. Understand that. In Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 1, here we have Moses is rehearsing, he's writing, he's recording concerning the feast of the Lord, the Sabbath and the feast. And in verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be, a, to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. So these are days that are set apart unto the Lord, and there were certain things that had to be done or abstained from during this time. Now the first one we read of in verse 3 is the weekly Sabbath. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. So this started on a Friday night at 6 o'clock and come all the way through to Saturday at 6 p.m. There was no work to be done. They couldn't kindle a fire. They couldn't, turn, couldn't, couldn't start a fire. Say, well, you know, people say that wouldn't be so bad. I wouldn't mind that. Every time you flip a switch or turn something on, electrical-wise, you're kindling a fire. Understand that. So there's no video games. There's no light switches getting turned on. If you got a well, you're not turning the water on, you're not flushing a toilet. You're not doing any of that. And this was all done because God created the earth in, in six days and on the seventh day He rested. And it was showing that Israel had been set apart by God from all the other nations on the earth. They had been set apart. I, 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 and I'll, I'll just say this, I'm not going to go into it this time. I'm not a Christian Sabbath guy. I believe the Lord's day. I believe it's higher than a Sabbath. Because it's the day we worship and serve the Lord. There's some, and I don't make it a test of fellowship. I don't condemn people. They, 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 you know, oh, it's a Christian Sabbath. Well, then you ought to quit kindling some fires. I think it's a day we ought to devote unto the Lord. But I want you to observe here that the word Sabbath means to cease or desist. And, and this is what was done every Friday from 6 p.m. till Saturday at 6 p.m. They, they couldn't do any work. No college football. Couldn't watch that. Say, well, they didn't have college football. I'm just trying to correlate it to today. All these things that you and I, we take and we think and, and, and all that. It, it, they couldn't do any of it. And so you look here and this was the Sabbath. 
And we know that the Sabbath is a picture of what the child of God has in Christ. We're, we're at rest from the law. We don't have to do anything to be saved. It's such a wonderful thing. Well, I want you to keep reading. Because in verse 4, down through verse 8, we hear about two feasts. The Passover feast, which we recently studied there in Exodus. How that God, He told the children of Israel, He said, you take this lamb and you roast it with fire and you eat it and you take the blood and you put it on the doorpost and the lintel. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And then he told the children of Israel, he said, you're going to repeat this every single year. On the, fir- on, the, on, the, on the 14th day of the first month. And their first month is our fourth month. It's April. He said, you're going to do this and you're going to remember how I brought you out of the land of Egypt. You were slaves and I brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in verse 4, it said, These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. In the fourteenth day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover. So it had to be done at even. Remember, they'd slay the animal in the evening, they'd eat it, they'd roast it with fire. That is right here on Tuesday. The Lord observed the Passover with His disciples in that upper room. They asked Him, where do you want to observe the Passover? He told them, you go in, you'll find this, this, and this, and we're going to meet there, and we're going to observe the Passover. And while they were there, if you recall, what did He do? Well, He did a number of things. Washed the disciples' feet, He also dismissed Judas. And then he instituted the Lord's Supper, didn't he? Now on tradition, that happens on Thursday. Wherever Thursday is. That's why they call it Maundy Thursday. The word Maundy, I didn't know this, I had to look it up. It's a noun for the washing of feet. And in some churches, they'll they'll actually reenact foot washing. Some Baptist church they call they're called used to be called foot washing Baptists. They they would literally wash one another's feet and they took it to be an ordinance. It's not an ordinance. It's not an act to be repeated. It was a teaching about humility that Christ was instructing his disciples upon. But that that's just some of the things that took place. There as he, he went out. Then, he, then they go out, he goes into Gethsemane, and he prays, doesn't he? And Judas sells him. And then they come and fetch Christ, and he's got this illegal trial. He is literally up all night long. And the Bible tells in the Gospel of Luke, he was in an agony. Remember? The Bible says that as he was praying, it was as great sweat drops of blood fell. And so they come on and it's they they beat him. I mean they scourged him and whipped him, 
ridiculed, mocked him, spit on him, hit him, buffeted him. Bible says they beat him so bad, he didn't even look like a human being. And then they had to get somebody else. He's completely exhausted. He's been up all night long. His disciples have forsaken him. And now they compel someone else. They say, all right, will you carry his cross up there to, to, to Golgotha? And they get there at 9 a.m. and they crucify him. And we've gone over the agonies of, of the physicality of a crucifixion. It's death by suffocation. It's extremely cruel. And so you've got this. This is, the, this is the Passover. Now the Bible tells us, if you look in the next verse, verse 6, and on the 15th day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread unto the Lord. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. Now notice, in the first day ye shall have an holy convocation Ye shall do no servile work therein. That's a Sabbath, folks. That's this Sabbath right here in the bottom of the chart in the yellow. That's that high holy day. That's that high day that John wrote about. He said, You're going to have the Passover on the evening on the 14th. And then on the 15th, you're going to begin to observe the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's going to last, as the Bible tells us here. It's going to take place. And in the first day, you shall have a holy convocation. It's going to be seven days long. Verse 6, verse 7, the first day, you're going to have a Sabbath. Well, when does Sabbath start? In the evening. And they go from 6 p.m., till the following 6 p.m. So this is where all this confusion comes from because somebody didn't want to run reference to Leviticus chapter 23. Now, they've got this Sabbath here. So here they are. It's the high, the high day, the high holy day. And they've got this Sabbath that's taking place. And again, automatically everybody thinks, well, that's got to be a Friday. No, it's not. It's not at all. And so they come to him and they say, listen, we've, we, we, we've got to have the body. We've got, to get it, we've got to get him down off the cross because we've got a Sabbath that's coming up. We've got the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And so... Pilate says, well, is he dead? And they find out he's dead, and they say, okay, you can have the body. So they go and they, they lay him up. During this day, while Christ is on the cross, that's called a preparation day. See, the Sabbath starts at 6 p.m., and the day, the 6 a.m. to the 6 p.m., that's a preparation day. That's when you prepare for the Sabbath. 
And this un, this feast of unleavened bread, this was one where they would have to go into their homes and they would have to get all the leaven out. So a lot of times, they would be in their homes and they would be cleaning and getting all the leaven out. You remember, some time ago we had that, that study on, on when we were doing the Lord's Church. And there was a woman who she took leaven and she hid it in meal. What well, leaven is a type of sin. So they had to get all the sin out of their house. They had to get all the leaven out. And I always think about this. We use that Fleischmann's yeast. And I'm sure there's other brands, but that's the only one I know. And you open that package up and you look in there and that yeast, it's real tiny, isn't it? It's just a tiny speck. That's how sin is. It's that small. And every bit had to be gotten out. So they had a preparation day of getting ready. While Christ is on the cross, it's amazing. You hear the, the Jews, the Pharisees, and they're like, well listen, we're murdering this guy, but, but at the same time, we've got to get ready for this feast. Not knowing the very thing that they were doing was sin. With wicked hands, they've crucified and slain the Lord of glory. So here they are. And they're getting ready. They're preparing for this. And the Bible tells us that they come and, and, and you know, they, they bury the Lord Jesus. Turn back, if you would, now. To Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. So we've got some things that take place here. As we said, you've got the high day, you've got the Sabbath. That refers to the unleavened bread, the feast of unleavened bread. But again, remember, that's going to run seven days. And that's going to cross over with another Sabbath, the weekly Sabbath. And, you know, there was no, well, Lord, we just, we just observed a Sabbath, and here it is a couple days later. Can we skip this one? I mean, we just did one. Nope. Remember, they're set apart unto God. God does things. His ways are not our ways. So He sets things. He's got them set apart. And in Matthew 28, it says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Now, now we're talking about the weekly Sabbath here. Now it's as it comes to the first day of the week. Now that... The, the Friday night to Saturday night Sabbath. Remember, we read there in Luke and we said there's two different Sabbaths. One's the, the high day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. One's the weekly Sabbath. And all this is depicted in Scripture. You keep reading, you look over and uh, Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. 
And notice if you would here, verse 1. Mark 16 and verse 1, it says, And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint Him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came under the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. So God really points everything for us. When did the women come? Well, this, these here, they came at the rising of the sun. They came on the Lord's Day, on Sunday, the first day of the week. Well, when's that? After the weekly Sabbath. How about Luke chapter 23 again? Luke chapter 23. I want to read verse 54, 55, and 56. It says, And that day was preparation. Was the preparation and the Sabbath drew on. Well again, what, what preparation? What were they preparing for? The Feast of Unleavened Bread. They had to get ready, get all the leaven out of their house, and then they had to observe the Sabbath because the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, they couldn't do any work. And then the Bible tells us, verse 55, And the women also which came with him from Galilee followed after him and held the sepulcher and how his body was laid. So we're still Wednesday night. Oh, we beheld it. And then the Bible says, And they returned and prepared spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. So let's look at this. They returned and they rested. So here's the, here they are, and they follow, and they see where he's buried. They return and they rest this day. Because they got to rest, they can't do any work. And then the Bible says, and prepared spices and ointments. When they do that, right here, another preparation day. Here they're sleeping, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. They're not working here. So then they prepared the spices and the ointments on Friday before the weekly Sabbath. And then it says, and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. So they rest the Sabbath day, and then they go to the tomb with the spices and the ointments. So again, you got two different Sabbath days. One that pertains to the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and one that pertains to the weekly Sabbath. You got two different preparation days. You got one here, and you got one here. And so all of this, it shows, and it just teaches, and you just utterly destroy this 36-hour so-called gospel. <clears throat> There's no way that Christ was crucified on a Friday and rose again on the Sunday, as they say. They say, well, what difference does it make? Well, it's pretty clear God went to a lot of trouble to show all of this in the Scriptures, didn't He? And He did it for a reason. The sign of the prophet Jonah, He gave us all of these things. All of these picture Christ. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, 
the Passover feast, everything is a picture of him. And it shows that he is the fulfillment of all of this, and in him alone is the Savior. This here, Good Friday, this resurrection, so-called resurrection, you know what this all has to do with? Ishtar, Baal, Moloch, Ashtaroth. That's all them. All this up here. None of it has to do with the Lord. And so we who are saved, this is what Scripture teaches. And again, I know people are going to say, well, what difference does it make? All that matters is if you believe on the Lord, you believe that He died, was buried, and rose again. Well, I disagree with that statement. That's a good place to start. But don't stay there. God gave us the Scriptures, the whole thing, right here. So I pray, Lord, we're blessed. We'll have a brief intermission. Frankie, let's start at a quarter till. So the Lord will be dismissed from Sunday.